0: Welcome to episode four of The Elephant in the Room. Uh, today, I wanted to talk to you guys about our uh, moral integrity and, and also materialistic things and how things have changed since the pandemic um, and how people changed throughout the pandemic to be, I think, a little bit more organic and a little bit more natural compared to how they were before. Um what I was going to call this episode actually is the great moral value reset because I think if you listen to things from around the world from the WEF and the world leaders they want this new world order in place and they're calling this the great reset that the pandemic has wiped out all our economies and give us an a given us a chance to reset things and do it in a different way. Personally, I think it's a moral reset that we want and we need and I think we have a perfect opportunity to do it. Now, I talk to a lot of people on a daily basis from all around Australia, actually all around the world. And what I've watched throughout this uh, time and when the pandemic was in full swing was when all the lockdowns started to happen. So in every area, in every city worldwide, different uh, degrees of lockdowns happen. I live in Melbourne, Victoria, and we have one of the harshest lockdowns in the world. What I noticed uh, when I was running my pages on Instagram and Facebook and other places was people were really reaching out for connectivity and I think at the moment we live in a world where we have a thing called social media which everyone's on and everyone's pretty much addicted to you know everyone's on their phones with their heads down not really watching the world around them and the uh, oxymoron of social media is that the more people are on their phones and the more people are in social media the less they're actually interacting with their friends and their families. Now When these lockdowns came about and people started reaching out on my pages, they were looking for connectivity, sociability, because uh, we as human beings, we're social animals and we need that connection. And we're being pushed away from that connection more and more every single day. And it's really uh, uh, the moral fibers of society are collapsing, in my opinion. And what happened during the lockdown, initially at least, was people were looking for connection. And what we ended up having in these groups on Instagram, Facebook, and wherever else were these really great connections happening, people talking about their experiences during lockdown. The fact that, you know, each individual, lots of people couldn't, um, some people couldn't work. Different uh, people could work like uh, from the building industry where they worked pretty much throughout to people in hair and nails and beauty and things like that that got their work wiped out. And a lot of them were small businesses that could not work. And what we found was that people were reaching out saying, I need connection because I'm losing everything. I'm losing my job. A lot of people couldn't see their friends, couldn't see their families, even with the little social bubbles that the government gave us that we're meant to be excited about. And what I saw happen was uh, men and women lost a lot of the materialistic things that they were used to. So, you know, in a lot of cases, women couldn't go and get their nails done. Couldn't go and get a haircut. Men couldn't get their hair cut. Uh, I don't know waxing and things like that. Now it's not to say that people don't need these things. And I was having a good chat on my Instagram earlier today. And materialistic things—if it's for your body, if it's for your grooming and for your looks—I don't think that's as materialistic. It's more the purchasing of products. I think as a society, we try to purchase things that are above and beyond our needs. In a lot of cases, we put up a front. With the things that we own, whether it's a, a fancy car or a bigger house than what we need, or designer clothing, or designer shoes, or designer glasses, or, or you know, all these different materialistic things that we put out there, and quite often we buy and purchase these things beyond our means because we want to show where we sit in the in society, where we sit in the class bases, and what I think is during COVID. And what happened there with people being dragged away from being able to see their friends, their families, um, children not being able to be in schools, it was a really great opportunity for people to look at uh, various alternatives to how to make themselves feel better about who they were, to lift their self-esteem through connection, to lift their self-esteem through activity, and to lift their self-esteem through um, inner growth. So I know a lot of people who through the lockdowns decided to do uh, some trauma healing. There are a lot of people who through the lockdowns decided to uh, inside their own houses or where they lived, work out a new workout routine that they could do on a daily basis. A lot of people went back to writing. A lot of people uh, found creative things that they could do from knitting to sewing, um, playing the guitar, all these things that I would say are organic and natural and, and give you great pride and joy in yourself, learning an instrument, learning a language, um, doing things that didn't cost you so much money. And they weren't about putting a front out there to the world about who you were. It was about being happy within yourself. So what I think happened within this time frame of the pandemic is a lot of people got to go within, instead of pushing on the outside, they went within to learn about who they truly were. And some people met a lot of demons along the way, some people had a lot of struggles through the way, but what I think is they came out a better version of themselves on the other side. Maybe a little bit lonelier. I think uh, quite a few people cut off uh, the deadwood. Now, that's the other thing I ha- think happened during this uh, whole pandemic time is a lot of people who had fake friends that were always around them but not really there for them. A lot of people let go of those friendships and. I do think a lot of it had to do with the division that was being caused by our governments. Um, But at the same time, if you were there and you had a, a difference of opinion to someone else and that person cut you off for having that difference of opinion, then they weren't truly your friend in the first place. So maybe you are better off, I think, with a smaller circle of true friends than a large circle of fake friends. Now, the other thing that I think happened throughout this time frame was Because there were so many pharmaceuticals being pushed and propaganda being pushed in people's faces, a lot of people started to look into what they could do to live a better life. So many, many people that I know found new organic products, organic food um, from, you know, places that grow organic uh, produce only. So they found, you know, really good produce to eat a lot healthier. People were finding organic products from deodorants to toothpastes, um, you know, Every type of product that you can get organically, that uh, doesn't have pesticides, isn't done in an inhumane way, is better for yourself and better for society. Now, again, when it comes to materialistic things, it may not be something that's um, as beautiful. It may not be something that uh, is sparkly or, or that stands out from everyone else in the pack. But if you're doing the right thing by yourself... And you're doing the your right thing by the environment or you're doing the right thing by, you know, what you're putting into your body, then you can't really go wrong anyway. Now, the other thing that I think has become very paramount over the last two to three years is that within our society, because we all had our heads down in our phones and because we were um, focused on uh, getting to be the best person ever, like a lot of people were focused on their jobs to be the very top of a business No matter what it took, being ruthless, uh, working their butt off, you know, 60 hour weeks and then coming home to barely see their family, to get back and recharge and go back out and work as hard as they could. Now, what I think actually has happened throughout this time frame is that people have gone, you know what, I don't want to live with that work-life balance in that ratio, 90% work, 10% life. I want to live a life where I'm happy and I'm whole and I'm around my family and my friends a lot more. So, a lot of people have changed their lifestyle to do that. Now, I think that's a great thing. That's a really great thing that's come from this. But I think that what the governments around the world are looking at is they want what's called the great reset, the WEF great reset, where you'll own nothing and you'll be happy and everyone works from home and AI takes over all the jobs. We can actually have a great moral reset, as I said earlier, where we look at the family unit, we look at creating beautiful environments at home where people can thrive. We look at a work, um, home, family uh, spread where we're doing a lot more with our family rather than being away from them working our butts off. The system set up so we work hard to put taxes into the government so that the government makes a lot more money and then we continue working until we die. And so we're just work, 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 and we don't get to live a really good life. What I think everyone should focus on now is a really healthy, happy family unit. Make sure that you're doing a job that you love. I always remember Alan Watts, one of his great lines that he put out there is, what would you do if money didn't matter? So I really think people need to look at and start focusing on what would they do in their life if money didn't matter so much to them What would they do? How would you live your life differently if money didn't matter? And most people would find a job that's actually something that they love doing. If you find a hobby that's something you love and you do that over and over again, no matter what it is, most things that you do, people have a need for and will pay you for it. And there's so many big examples out there. I love my photography. So when I went out and decided I wanted to be a landscape photographer, I just started taking photos of things I loved. And by putting my passion and my heart and my soul into those things, people purchase them and put them on their walls because they could see the love that I put into it. And I was able to make as much money doing that as I ever made as a national sales manager in the past. So I think if we start focusing more on the family unit to make sure that we are loving and caring each other more, we look at working, doing something we love, and then we really look at the moral fibers of society. We, I, I think in the last... 10 15 20 years society's moral fiber has decayed so badly where i'll give you an example and you may not agree with me but on tv it's just all trash and the movies that are coming out are trash and a lot of the new books that are coming out are trash like it's like there's been a decay so badly that people will allow anything to be put in front of them and will gobble it up now for example, on TV, there's all these naked dating shows where there's people on there looking at people's feet, their knees, their their sexual anatomy, and deciding if they're going to date them before they even see their face. There's uh, Survivor for Naked People, and this is all on our TVs in prime time. How do we allow that to be part of our moral society of, of where we are? And the other thing, during the pandemic, we saw all the churches closing down. So that religion was no longer important to people. And I think, you know, we need to understand that that they're pushing a narrative where they want these family units that aren't working, where the, the husband and wife don't last, where the, there's it's easier for people to walk away. And I feel like as a society, we need to be really strong and we need to really have the conversations, have the tough conversations about where we want to be and and how we want the future to look for our children and our children's children because we shouldn't be looking just at now the now we need to be looking well ahead and the opportunity we've been given from this pandemic is to think about those times think about those times where you're stuck at home and you couldn't get to your loved ones you couldn't get to a grandparent's funeral or you couldn't get to your uh, kids couldn't play sport or all these bad things that happen and how negative they were and how hard they were. And think to yourself, how do I change my life so that I get the best of every moment moving forward? How do I make sure that my the fabric of my life, the foundations of my life are at the best possible spot they can be so that if the world falls apart again, I don't suffer? because I think that if we can be more whole in ourselves, if we can be more loving of ourselves, and this sounds really counterintuitive, but if you love yourself more, if you can look internally and look at your flaws, your good things and say, do I make bad decisions? Sometimes, yes, I do. But overall, am I a good person? Well, yeah, I am. And is there things that I need to do better? Well, of course there are. I can do things better. now." I get to make that choice of who I want to be to set a good example for my friends, my family, and all those around me. If we start thinking in a bit of a different way about where we want this society to go and how we want people interacting moving forwards, then we can set up a beautiful community. We really can. We can actually have a flourishing community. And I talk about this in every single podcast that we uh, uh, have an opportunity right now because of the pandemic where we can thrive. We can change the, the, the way we do things. So if you can, each week, try to spend less time on your phone. Try to spend less time at work. Try to spend less time doing the things that don't really matter. Try to spend less time procrastinating. Try to spend less time with your head down and your bum up. It's time now to flourish. It's time to get outside. It's time to go and, and go for walks, go for long walks. It's time to do the things that you've been thinking about doing all this time. Pick up a pen and do some writing. Do your poetry. Do your, um, learn a guitar, learn a, an instrument, sorry, um, learn a language. You can actually make a big difference by, by making these decisions and deciding I want to be different to where I was before. And I think it would be remiss of us, to go through something that was so hard for so many without making positive changes. Now, the other thing that I wanted to touch on is that some people have suffered really badly through this. Some people have come out on the other side of it in a really bad spot. And I want you to know if you're out there and you're in a bad spot. So if you're you're more um, isolated than you were before, if you're lonelier, if you're sadder, and this is for adults, this is for children, this is for anyone out there. Please understand that you're never alone because I know a lot of people feel like this has put them in a really bad spot financially because of decisions they've made or it's put them in a really bad spot um, when it comes to friendships or it's put them in a bad spot just because they don't feel quite like themselves or they've become more awakened to what's going on in the world around them. And because of those things, they feel like they're not in a good frame of mind. Now, what I think everyone needs to try to do as part of this switch, as part of this uh, moral value reset of going forwards in a better life. There's a couple of really basic things. Every day when you wake up, try to give gratitude for what you've got. And it can be really simple. It can be gratitude for the the warm bed that you get to sleep in each night. It can be gratitude for the, the heating in the house. It can be gratitude for the walls around you on the roof. It can be gratitude for the great nourishing food that you've got in your cupboard. Um, It can be gratitude for family and friends, and it can be gratitude just to be breathing every day. You know, in this world, so many people, there's so many people, there's billions of us, but there's people that only get to live a day. There's people that only get to live six years. There's people that, 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 that don't even get born, I guess you could say, like if you look at it that deeply, we should be giving gratitude for everything we have every single day. If we can learn to give gratitude and and even instill it in our children, if you can get up with your children at the breakfast table and say, you know what, I feel really grateful that we have such a great meal that we can sit here and eat in our beautiful house. Um, If you can give gratitude for things and teach your children to be grateful as well. If you ask a child, what are you grateful for? They'll say, I'm grateful for your hugs. I'm grateful for your love. I'm grateful for these things. If we can start the day with gratitude, it puts us on the right footing to have a really good life, a really good day, but also a really good life. So we should start giving gratitude for what we have and we should start understanding that it's up to us in these generations that are coming through right now to reverse this reverse the moral decay of where society is heading by having the conversations and actually standing up and speaking our minds so saying what we can see that's not quite how it should be and saying you know what we can do better we can do better in our school systems we can do better in our workplaces we can do better um, at home but it all starts with you so if you can go inside yourself and love yourself better look in the mirror each day and i have one little thing that i say each morning when i get up i say let's be positive Let's be confident. Let's uh, we're looking great. So even if you don't, even if you look like shit, if you tell yourself you're looking great, you can give yourself some confidence. So positive, confident, looking great. Let's give it 110% today. If we can go with that mind frame of loving ourselves, it will outwardly help heal everyone around us. And in turn, they'll heal everyone around the world. We can have a better world. We actually have the opportunity right now. To turn things around and 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 have a society that is flourishing, not just a society that's going from day to day, you know, just trying to get through. Who wants to live a life where you're just trying to get by every single day? Let's turn things around and live a really positive, amazing life. It's not to say you're not going to have down times. The down times are there because... Without the rain, there can't be any rainbows. Remember that every single day. You can flourish every single day. Don't worry if you have hard times. Don't worry if things are hard sometimes. Remember to give gratitude for what you've got and let's really thrive. Okay, guys, love you all. Peace.